Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about moving acceptance from our mind to our body. And we talk a lot about acceptance, right? Um, one of the great pieces out of Claire Weeks's work, I think Hope and Help for Your Nerves is my favorite one, of course, Um is, you know, face, accept, float, and let time pass. But there's a lot of confusion or questioning that goes on around acceptance. And so today I wanted to talk about actually um, moving the acceptance piece from our minds, from our intellect, from our thinking to our body so that we can actually feel the acceptance. Claire Weeks uh, again, it says in Hope and Help for Your Nerves, uh, and this is a direct quote, she says, make sure that you appreciate the difference between truly accepting and only thinking you are accepting. So I love that. I think that we often are thinking that we're doing things because we have understood them. We understand things. Actually, it reminds me of, I don't do this anymore, but I used to actually feel like when I put things on my to-do list, like I had actually done something. <laughs> well, I didn't. It was just there. I just understood that I needed to do it, but it could sit there on the list. And that was a habit I needed to break uh, because I just kept adding things to my to-do list. And I find that this happens with our thinking also about acceptance. We understand it intellectually. We can accept the idea that we have anxiety and we can accept the idea of the thoughts and the symptoms and the sensations that we're having. We, we understand the concept of accepting all of that. And it makes sense. It makes sense that when we accept it and we are not pushing on it, fighting it, trying to distract from it or, or any other way, trying to manipulate it, when we just accept it, or accept what is whatever right there in front of us, that uh, we will be better off. We, we understand this. But so like so many people report to me that they accept their anxiety with all the thoughts, all the symptoms, all the sensations. Yet when uh, they are pressed by me for more details into their daily life, I can see that there was an intellectual acceptance, 
but I do not feel that they may have been embodying it and they know it. You guys might know it. You are listening to this. I bet you could raise your hand and say, that's me. I get it intellectually, but I don't know how to get it in my body. I don't know how to feel this acceptance to actually be okay with what is. That's acceptance. It's okay that it's happening. I don't have to like it and I can work on changing it, but I see that what is happening is. I'm not having my head in the sand. I'm accepting that I am anxious in this moment or I'm having this symptom or this sensation. And what happens is we live so much in our heads that we tend to convince ourselves that because we understand a concept that we are living it. And I chalk this up only to the speed of life. We almost don't even have time to integrate many things. We have no time to chew on things or to digest things. We're often just off to the next thing. We aren't embodying things. We don't assimilate them, digest them. We're just taking in more. And um, that can be bad for your body with eating, and this can also be bad for the for the whole being when all we are doing is getting things into our head. We walk around with like heads, you know, like we're just a head on top of some vehicle. The body just gets us from point A to point B, but that is not true. The body. The, the body is where it's all happening. I mean, the brain is awesome and it's, uh, obviously very necessary, but there is so much happening in our body and all those neurotransmitters that we talk about when people talk about depression and anxiety and addictions and those are made in our gut. This is why we want to pay attention when we have a gut feeling, right? Uh, when, uh, I forget, I think in Chinese culture, when they talk about, uh, when they think about something, they point to the heart or the gut that they get it there, not so much to the head. That's a uh, Western, uh, there's, uh, we want to be able to fully get these things, feel it in our body. We've learned to ignore our feelings. Not only have we learned to ignore them, even more detrimental to us is we have learned to push them down, to move them away. We're embarrassed or shamed by having particular feelings or thoughts, emotions. And so we push it down. We Heaven forbid somebody should see that we're having a, a true feeling. We don't. We push it down and, and it doesn't do us any good because, we're, again, it's just us trying to get away from it. And we know from trying to get away from anxiety that that doesn't work. Things don't just magically go away because we are trying to push them away. So what do we really need to do with acceptance? is to embody it. And I call this dropping down into your body. Actually, 
more specifically dropping down into your heart and gut area, or uh, it's also called the Hara, the Danqian, um, the Elixir Field, the Sea of Qi, or you could call it your energy center. Um, it is also your uh, center of power. It's the yellow chakra, wherever it is there in our center. And uh, we want it to get out of our head and down into this area this gut heart area and actually feel versus just think about things. This is accomplished through our two old friends called mindfulness and awareness. And without awareness, our energy and our senses, we will find that although we think we have accepted our anxiety or the state of affairs in our life at the moment and all of its sensations and problems and issues, we may actually be triggered again when they appear. That So that when we're re-triggered over and over again, it's because we have not accepted it. When we have truly accepted something, it won't re-trigger us. It will come around again. And we have, since we have acceptance of it, we deal with it versus be triggered by it. We may have only made peace with these things, this um, anxiety or, again, the feelings that it gives us, our current life situation, um, or our relationship, finances, whatever it is, we may have only made peace with these things on an intellectual level and left the body and all of its senses out of it. Now, if we can practice being aware and getting familiar with our senses, this can really begin to help us. So how can we do this? Let's, let's get some ideas going of what you can do. Drop down into your body with a meal or a snack. Now you're thinking, what? Why is she talking about eating? Because eating is an awesome doorway to both mindfulness and uh, awareness. See if you can notice the difference between observing your mind and being conscious of your senses when you're eating this meal or snack. Your senses Dropping down into your body with the meal would include the sense of touch, the taste, the smell, the sight, the sound. Believe it or not, you have a lot of sounds when you're eating. There's crunching and munching. And if you're eating fast food, there's the crinkling of papers or boxes. Um, so be aware. We have lost touch with our body in so many different places that we take it for granted that we just sit down and automatically eat without engaging anything more than the fork to the mouth. We, we, we ignore all of the beauty of the meal which comes from all of the senses. Uh, when I worked in eating disorders, we had different practices where we would have people actually feel the food. Um, 
you know, an opportunity to actually not use your fork, but use your fingers, feel the food with your, your senses, touch the food, taste it. Uh, one of the practices we would do was the raisin meditation where you would hold the raisin in your mouth. Um, you would first, you would, you would look at it. You would smell it. You would feel it with your fingers, one raisin. And we spend about five minutes, 10 minutes with this one raisin and smell it. See what it looks like. All those little wrinkles and the different colors in a raisin. And, and what does it sound like when it's in my mouth? Can I hear it when it's in my hand? Like many ways, we just don't live our lives in a way that lets us drop down into our senses, which is our body. So I'm asking you to do that. I'm asking you to do it consciously on purpose, just as some practices here and there, so that you can just live that once we reignite these senses and this way of being in our life where we are actually embodying what is going on in our lives rather than just thinking about it, it becomes our new way of being. You don't have to be consciously aware of this all the time, but in the beginning, it's very helpful to spend some quality time with your senses so that you can light up this part of you again and let that come back online, all of your senses. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And mindfulness, it's the process of observing, right? You would do some of that with your meal or snack that you're dropping your body down into and use the uh, mindfulness of this observing what you're also what your mind is thinking when you're doing this practice. Where's your mind going with this? What is it saying? Is it telling you this is silly? Is this telling you this won't make any difference? What the heck's going on here? I'm hungry. Let's eat faster. Just notice those things. It's quite um interesting to be able to spend time with ourselves like that. Normally, we all of this flies right by us and we don't pay any attention. But when we are mindfully aware of what we're doing and what the mind is thinking when we're doing it can be really eye-opening. 
awareness is the process of being conscious of what your senses touch, what the taste is, the smell, the sight, the hearing, and noticing all of this and the whole world around you. So with mindfulness, you're observing your mind and what it is thinking or saying. And with the awareness, you're going to be in the process of being conscious of what your senses are doing, your body. So we pull these two together because they're not separate. Our mind and body are forever connected, and we need to remember and ignite this relationship if we're ever going to be able to embody our acceptance of our lives, the acceptance of what is going on around us, what is going on within us, mind and body. And in order to do that, we have to tie together again our mindfulness and our awareness, bring them together. And I, again, think that the eating is the best way to do it because a lot of stories in us about what we're eating, why we're eating it, how much we're eating. Um, food is kind of triggering and that's why it's a good one to start with because there's no vagueness about it. You're going to notice something and think, my God, I've never noticed this before. I've eaten this probably a thousand times and I've never noticed this particular flavor or the texture. Um, this is awesome. And your mind is going to kick in. And so the being present and observing what your mind is going to be thinking and saying during this meal or snack practice is going to tell you a lot about what's going on up there. And it's always been going on. You just didn't notice it. And when we can notice what's going on, we can accept it. We can say, oh, that's where my mind goes. Isn't that interesting? Don't take it to judgment. Don't take it to good or bad, right or wrong. It just is. And when we can accept these simple things, such as our thought about a food or a flavor, we can begin to understand what it feels like to accept. You're going to notice this in your body because you've connected the two. You've connected your senses with your thoughts, and it's going to be a new partnership that's going to work for you. So maybe you can pick one meal a day that you do this with for a week. Maybe you will do it as a regular practice. One of the best places that I learned how to do this was um, so long ago when my youngest child went off to all-day school, first grade, back in those days, and I was signed up to take an art therapy course at the Stella Maris Retreat Center, which sounds like lofty and awesome, like I was going off on a trip, but it was right in our little town. It was just around the corner from where I lived. And it was, I think, an eight-week course, and it was every Tuesday, and it was all day. It was like from nine to three or something. And we would do our art therapy. But what the point I'm trying to get at with you guys is this was my first experience of eating in silence because uh, we would do our art therapy in the morning. We would do the art and then we would eat in silence 
uh, this whole group of people that you've just been doing art with all morning, and then you go and you eat in silence. And then in the afternoon, we would process our, our artwork and our silent lunch that we had had. And so to sit quietly with other people and noticing your food, only being with you and your food, you begin to notice a lot of things such as how your mind might want to get away from that. Why am I doing this? Are other people looking at me? It's a whole experience, but it is so worth opening yourself up to this. I hope that you will take this opportunity to move your acceptance from your mind to your body by doing this simple meal or snack practice. Do it once a day if you can for a week and see if you, you can keep track in your journal. See if you have been able to touch in to your body a little bit more. And it's a great practice to keep going because the more we do something, the more in touch we become. We need to be reconnected with ourselves again. It really makes a difference. I hope that you'll keep me posted if this has uh, worked for you or if you've had a struggle with it. You can let us know over here at anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. For after all, the best thing one can do when it's raining is to let it rain. And that's from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.